0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your
1: host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Robert Luke,
2: Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts.
0: I want to begin today with what was breaking news at the start of the week. Qatar Airways, 777-200F, registered A7BFH, a uh, 2015 vintage 777 freighter, uh, made impact with a pull, damaging the starboard wing, just uh, just a little shy of the wing tip and still within the uh, region of the airline and spoilers. And the aircraft had just landed from a flight from Atlanta before making impact. Now, this made a lot of news um, Uh, at the start of the week, and some publications refer to it as a hot knife and butter, where I definitely appreciate the uh, analogy. I think that this is going to be uh, dramatic news for the shaping of the Qatar Airways fleet, which we know is involved with numerous upgrades, including being the launch customer of the 777-8F. So we'll leave it to our viewers to speculate on how this will affect. Affect uh, Qatar Airways' fleet development, and we just mentioned them in a story last week. Uh, with Robert, you did an excellent job um, with which covered the top freighter airline carriers. Now, Robert, that's not the only Triple Seven news we had for this week,
1: was it? Yes. In this piece, we won't clip the wings of the carrier or the uh, top company of discussion, but AirCap continues to see strength in its twin-engine wide-body fleet. After reporting in its quarterly earnings call earlier this week, the top rated Lesser has successfully placed 95% of its 20 Triple 300 ERSF conversions. AirCAP partnered initially with IAI to establish the Big Twin Freighter after securing Kalita, the only customer known to CargoFax, to launch the conversion program. And I think I'll go ahead and uh, let Jeff pick up on that from where we're uh, going to now discuss narrow body uh, and other good freighter activity that occurred this week.
2: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, good news on the 777 300 JDR on the large wide body front, but um, now turning to, um, you know, the one of the newest narrowbody kids uh, on the block. And of course, that's the A321. And this week, we saw several A321 uh, movements, developments, um, etc., whatever you want to call them. So it's pretty interesting. Um, JLPS Ireland, uh, first of all, is expanding its presence in the, the free-to-market um, with at least five A321 P2F conversions with EFW. And the first unit is actually already in conversion. And JLPS Island told us they expect to have that out of conversion by the end of the year in the fourth quarter. What's interesting about this first unit is that it used to belong to Valair. And of course, Valair was the launch uh, customer of the A321 P2F and the A321 PCF from Precision. And they've done a couple, but it doesn't seem like they're doing any more. We have tried to find out exactly what's going on, but we are still unsure. But what is clear is that um, this unit is now a JLPS Island aircraft, Um, and it will be uh, JLPS Island's first A321 freighter. Uh, Next, there was a freshly converted A321 P2F um, that made its way to Bangkok um, and it arrived in Guangzhou for conversion in February this year. It was an ex-Euro wings aircraft. It uh, belongs to ST Engineering Um, and we'll see where it ends up because it either is on its way somewhere and is just making a stop in Thailand or it could be for somebody in thailand or something else uh, we'll have to see but interesting nonetheless and another ex eurowings aircraft meanwhile is going to join lufthansa cargo in uh, around october this one is owned by bbam and has been in singapore um for 7 8 months now um but lufthansa this week uh came out with an, an announcement about its schedule and according to that they will have a second one operational by October and um, of course they got their first one earlier this year but um, in Vietnam national carrier Vietnam Airlines is entering the freighter market with A321 freighters it seems um, they will be involved in a sale conversion and leaseback deal with ATSG or ATSG's Dry Leasing Division, Cargo Aircraft Management. This is interesting on multiple fronts. Firstly, because ATSG is now, you know, as we know, they want to expand their presence overseas. So this is a must be a pretty big deal for them. Um and it's also it's also a big deal for Vietnam and Vietnam Airlines. Vietnam Airlines, of course doesn't have any freighters, but they've previously told us that they've been looking at the studying the market more closely. They, of course, are already a huge operator of the type. And in fact, in the past two years, they've operated um, A321, their passenger A321s um, without seats um, as cargo aircraft. But this is good and exciting for Vietnam because um, we recently reported that Vietjet is also looking at Getting freighters, seven three seven eight hundred freighters, and there is another potential carrier um, that will soon emerge with its first seven three seven eight hundred freighter in Vietnam. So, lots of growth there in the Southeast Asian market, and all these you know movements and transactions um, kind of prompted us to take a closer look at all the freighter aircraft transactions that we recorded in second quarter of this year. Right, Rob?
1: Absolutely, Jeff, and you're right. It provided some great insight and analytical overview of what's transacted over the last couple of months. And some of the key points that stuck out was the 737-800 BCFs led the way with 23 transactions, but the A330-300P2F is not too far behind with 22. I think some of the things that were really good keynotes is the uh, a rapid ascension of the eject conversion orders, which came in at a close third with just uh, 20 uh, freighter aircraft transaction FATs for this uh, time period as well. Our overall totals in each category is what really got my attention when conversion orders topped the list with 59. So that's quite a uh, astonishing number there. While acquisitions trailed with only 37, but lease orders, They remain consistent and seem to actually had a little bit of a uh, surge in growth, a little bit of color, I might add, with 28. And new factory orders remain consistent with 26. On a uh, closing note, I will say Airbus is making its presence felt with the A350 factory-built production uh, freighter orders as They are tallied six for this quarter and look to continue to grow uh, and look to increase its numbers as as time progresses. So um, a lot of good analysis and information provided. And speaking of analysis and information, uh, there was some uh, relevant relevation in uh, the Bristol company. Wasn't there, Jeff? Uh, Why? Excuse uh, excuse excuse me,
0: me, Robert. (laughs) Y'all are taking this, I think, far too serious. uh, Of course. Um, It's financial reporting time and there's lots of information that we've enjoyed from everyone's uh, quarterly reports, and you can expect to find more of that on our website. But focusing back to the A320, fun as I like to call it, I'm certainly excited to see those developments in Vietnam as we have more to report on a321 developments nearby in India, um, which we mentioned last week on the pod. And we'll see more content on our website shortly. Um, really briefly, I want to give a plug to our sister publication, Air Cargo World, because as I've been listening to your fine fine fantastic coverage, I've been eating cherries. I just popped another one into my mouth because I think it's a good podcasting technique to be eating, so that everyone else can enjoy vicariously. I'm eating cherries, and the reason why I'm eating cherries is, one, they're delicious, two, Eric um, Garger World did some fantastic reporting on cherry season, which uh, apparently had a smaller harvest, which created a number of challenges for shipping over um, the trans-pacific trade lanes. Uh, our uh, One of our sister publications, Associate Editor's Ashley Moe Reader, did a fantastic job, and I encourage y'all to check that out. Getting to the seed in the center of growth for our industry means looking to the future. Uh, and That that brings up Houston-based Bristow Group. Now, Bristow is uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, operator of helicopters. They have more than 200 in their fleet. They provide government services for uh, numerous uh, maritime agencies in the U.K., including the U.K.'s maritime and Coast Guard. Agency and they also provide logistical support for offshore drilling and other scientific operations. Now, they had a major sale for five of Beta Technologies Alia 250C Cargo eVTOL. Now, we hear a lot about eVTOLs in the passenger market replacing Uber in cities uh, in the near future, Um, but the uh, Beta Technologies Alia can provide. a a future service from the cargo industry, helping Bristol perform its mission to uh, support its customers. And that includes um, all the uh, offshore rigs and wherever they might be flying. They have worldwide operations. So now they have just five firm orders right now, but options for 50 more. Um, We don't have a timeline for when Bristol will receive these aircraft, but going by... another customer's order ups those were expected in 2024 pending certification from the FAA that's another key thing here because uh we' we're we looking at a number of companies like x-wing or reliable robotics um who either acquired their own or developed their own part 135 airline to assist in the certification of these um n- new aircraft um and that's something that's Key for what was UPS's purchase for the Alia. And now it's going to be key for, for Bristow. And there's more coverage online at CargoFacts.com. And before I pop another cherry in my mouth, I'm going to say that's all the time we have for today. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in to this episode of CargoFax Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com and search Cargo Pack Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time.